This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Today we got the one and only Amber Rose on the show. How are you feeling? Good. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. You know, um, you're going to be a daddy in a couple days. I know. And so when you hit me up saying that you were interested in doing an interview, that was like the number one thing I said to my girl is I'm like, I feel like you need Amber's energy in your life right now because my girl right now is kind of at that stage where... You know, the OnlyFans, as you reach the nine months pregnant, it might start to dip down a little bit. <laughs> right. I don't know if you've been through that experience, but I mean, you know, she's she's kind of like losing contact with her like identity as a hot girl. And I keep trying to like advise her. Like, she's it's going to be okay. She's a pregnant girl now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, she's still very hot. Yeah. For sure. It's it's all just a process. You've been oh, no, through it I'm two like times super, now. I'm super mom, 100%. Mm. I can give you guys all the little secrets and all the best formulas and i don't know if she's gonna breastfeed or not she but is. i yeah i can i mean she says that now we'll right see. <laughs> is, is it's more taxing than you think it yeah it's very time consuming it right. hurts i mean my nipples would like bleed sometimes wow if they get chapped i mean it's just it's it's a really nice bonding experience at first but then after a while you're like fuck this is it's a lot. Wow, that's interesting. Because then you have to pump, and then if you want to go out to, you know, like after the baby, I'm sure you guys are going to want to go out to eat. Right. And she's going to be like, okay, so I can't leave until I pump, and it, it has to be enough milk for the baby. Just a lot. It's a lot. Right. So let me ask you that. For your first baby, what was the mentality, and, <clears throat> and how is it different now that you're on your second one? Like, do you just does it feel infinitely different because you're so much more used to it and, and you've been through this process already? Well, I think with Sebastian, I, you know, as a new parent, you make mistakes. Like, right. you figure it out as you go. And so that's why I say I'm super mom now because with my new baby, Slash, it's like I, I know everything already. Right. I know how to calm them down better like i said the food the formula the products the baby products all that stuff even um you know when you have a new baby you get your baby a bunch of sneakers and a bunch of bullshit that they're never gonna wear right uh they're gonna grow out of them you're gonna waste a lot of money yeah a lot of cute little outfits you're having can i say it girl okay yeah yeah you're having a girl i didn't know if it was like a surprise no um, definitely but, um, yeah, your baby's going to be in onesies all day. You're going to change diapers all day. Right. And um, with my husband now, because you know, I have two different baby daddies. Right. My husband now, um, he's like, let's get these Jordans. Let's get this. And I'm, I, I was like, look, I already have a kid. I'm telling you, like, mm. let's not do this. And now he's like, I'm so glad we didn't buy a bunch of dumb shit because we would never use it. Right. See, that's a big decision. Like, do, do you get fresh with your kid? Because I sometimes will see these rappers rocking like matching Gucci suits with their kid. And I'm mm -hmm. like, wow, that looks like it costs like 10, 20 grand nope. for a cool Instagram photo. No, I don't. You don't I, do it. Nope. I don't because 
kids spill stuff all over their clothes, grease, chicken nuggets, ketchup. Mm. All, I mean, it's just, there's no, and they grow so fast. So you don't want to get Gucci and stuff. They're going to wear it once. They're going to get a bunch of shit on it. And mm. then you're going to, they're going to grow out of it in a week. Right. And they also just have no idea. I feel like it's kind of sinister to like ingrain this appreciation for Italian designer luxury <laughs> products into your kid's head from day yeah, one. Yeah, for so the weird. most part, I, I get a lot of my kids' stuff. Like, I get a lot of Nike stuff. Because okay. Nike is like affordable and it still right. looks cool. Because um, I have two boys. But I get a lot of like t shirts and stuff from Cotton On, Target. Um, just so if they spill shit on it, it's like just throw it away and get another one out the closet, you right. know? Definitely. Yeah, because it's so interesting getting ready for this interview and going back and like reviewing like the, the early days of Amber Rose being a public figure because now it feels like you've gone through this huge shift where, you know, in in the early days, like you seemed, you know, you were out, you're at the clubs, you're being photographed, all these different people doing all these different things. And now it feels like you've kind of gone through this transformation where you've realized that it makes you happier to live like a little bit more low key of a life and be a mom and stuff. Uh, how, like, is, is that accurate? I mean, I would just say I went from my 20s to my 30s, like mm. everybody else, you know, like I don't take shots anymore. I, I get hangovers mm. much faster. Right. It's just not, I don't know. A lot of that shit just isn't that fun right. anymore. I've been in the clubs for so long. It's like, you know, it's not... Um, it's just not uh, different things are fun for me now right no i feel that way for sure whenever i see my friends in the club and i'm looking at instagram and i'm like it really just looks like like 10 dudes standing in a section in a loud building and maybe they like get some girls exactly. to come over and talk to them and it just right. doesn't really you know if you've done enough of it like but you you do have that time period in your life where you're 20 and like going to the cool club and like yeah. being around people and getting to like you know bump elbows with guy fieri just seems like the most exciting thing on earth right, <laughs> right. or someone else maybe I love his show no me too huge yeah. guy fan yeah i say him because one time i went to the club in miami and just was like hanging out with guy fieri and i just I'm like, Band out. I don't think I could ever really go to a club after that because what the fuck is going to be better than that? <laughs> you know? I ain't mad at it. Right. So, yeah, you feel kind of like over that side of things. Um, so, like, what, what are the things that you're excited about besides the motherdom thing? Like, are you, are you excited about anything business-wise, et cetera? Yeah, I'm really excited about my OnlyFans. You know, mm. I was a stripper for a long time, and I feel like it's like a digital strip club. Like, it's just fun for me. I feel like I'm going back to my roots and like, you know, I think that a lot of, a lot of people don't like to admit it, but like, for example, when I was a stripper, the reaction I used to get when I went on stage, you don't really get that reaction anymore as a famous person. Right. You know what I mean? Like you get a different, you get a reaction, but you get a very different reaction. It's more like, oh my God. You're Amber Rose. Can I get a picture? Right. It's not like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. What's your name? Where right. are you from? Like, they already know. Yeah. So it's like, I know why you're you're coming over to talk to me. Right. No, I could totally it's understand. It's not the that. same energy. I I remember like going to strip clubs back in the day, and like there there would always be just that one girl that everybody was kind of waiting to get on stage. Like the one girl who just happened to be like the hottest girl in the club. I I feel like that was probably you for a while before you sort of like broke out of that and just got into the entertainment. I was industry always in the general. hottest girl in the club. Right. I feel like. I mean, <laughs> I just had, you know, I was. But I also was a dancer at a time where. 
you had to audition. Mm. Like you had to be a really bad bitch to get in the club. And this is before Instagram and shit. So like once girls became like Instagram models, strip clubs kind of went downhill because it was like, we need girls to work here. So we'll pretty much take whoever we can get. Right. Um, because all the bad bitches are on Instagram mm. making money. Yeah, it's crazy when you think about how much Instagram and now OnlyFans has kind of like taken all the power in that regard and, and put it in the hands of the performers or the girls. Yeah, but the, it's cool. It's oh, cool, yeah. yeah, you get to kind of do your own thing on your own time. I know girls who have like 10, 15,000 followers who are making like $15,000 a month off in, off OnlyFans. That's yeah, great. Which is crazy to me because that's not a lot of followers, but they're clearly like monetizing the fuck out of the followers that right. they do have. Right. And when you think about that dollar amount in comparison to like the average person who starts stripping, I mean, the fact that you get to do that and you don't have to leave your house and you can just hook up with your boyfriend or just take photos <laughs> right. of yourself or whatever. I mean, that's like, that's pretty unbelievable. This change. That yeah, we're like seeing. my husband literally is the creative director of all my OnlyFans okay. stuff. Like, Interesting. He think he just thinks it's cool. He loves that I, you know, I I love him, but I still have my freedom to do what I want. Right. Because the last night when we were checking out your OnlyFans or like like looking into your Instagram and his Instagram, I'm like, oh shit, he got her link in his bio. That's some it's real tight. support right there. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. That's dope though. What made you actually decide that you wanted to do it? I'm assuming you probably thought it was like too porny for you to do it for. A period of time and then you No, I just had I was pregnant. Oh, well that and makes sense. And then I was too, like yeah. chunky after the baby. I kinda wanted to feel comfortable again and work out and I would have done it much sooner. Right. Yeah, I just I just wanted to like, you know, be ready for it. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting too because like a lot of like the stripping thing, I mean, as you get to be a bigger and bigger name, that just becomes way more difficult to pull off. Like all of a sudden, like a really famous chick in the strip club just seems like there's a lot that could go wrong with that. For sure. Whereas you expressing Dangerous. yourself through the OnlyFans is like it's 100% your control of how you want it to be put out there and stuff. Yeah, I love it. It's fun. Definitely. I love watching the money go up. Like I love refreshing the page and watching the money go up is tight. Yeah, I could imagine that. It's probably pretty good, yeah. <laughs> I'm yet to break into the OnlyFans game, but me and her, we have a, a new thing. We can actually, we'll give you a sneak peek of it before uh, you leave, because okay. we're pretty excited about it. Um, but yeah, so I was I was wondering about that, like in terms of the, the advice that you would give to somebody who was at that stage, because like when you were when you were just stripping, like like how did you think of your life at that point? Like, were you convinced that that was just the thing that you wanted to be doing or were you trying to parlay that into something bigger or different? Well, at the time when I was stripping, it was the best time of my life. Really? Let me just say that. Yes, it was the best time of my life. Um, not that my kids are a burden or anything, but I didn't have children. I was free. I, you know, if I wanted to sleep at a friend's house on their couch or like kind of just be a nomad and do whatever I want. It was just a fun time. And I was making really good money, mm -hmm. like to be in my twenties and shit, like, or, you know. Um, but what's crazy is that I always, like I grew up in South Philly. Right. And since I was a kid, I would always tell my friends, I'm gonna live in Hollywood, I'm gonna be famous, and I'm not gonna fucking be here. Like this is not gonna be my life. Really? And what's crazy is like when the secret came out and they're like, if you believe it, you'll achieve it, all that bullshit. But 
and it's corny, but it's really true. Like I maybe I was delusional, but I wasn't because it really happened for me. And the steps, the way it happened, wasn't exactly what I thought was gonna happen or how it was gonna happen. But my first apartment was on Hollywood and Highland mm-hmm. when I moved to L.A. Right. Yeah, and I just, I just, I just knew that wasn't the end for me. That wasn't gonna be my whole life. That's interesting. Do you feel like your parents were a big part of why you had that self uh, belief or was that more of just like a thing that you found along the way? So one thing that I do with my kids, what my mom did with me, she always told me to dress myself, make my own choices and never lie to her. Even if it was to, even if it disappointed her, like never, ever lie, no matter what I did, always tell her the truth. And when um, I was younger and I watched Sinead O'Connor's video, Nothing Compares to You, and I was like, wow, she's just so beautiful. Like one day I would really want to like shave my head like that. And I turned 18. I was like, I want to do it. And my mom, she would be like, do that shit. Like, I would be young and I would be like, I want to wear like a blue sock and an orange sock and I want to wear two different sneakers and I want to like wear my hair crazy. And my mom would be like, do that shit. You look beautiful. Like, you know, she just, oh, and I looked crazy. I have pictures. But she always pushed me to just be an individual and just believe in myself, whatever that was. And I just, I don't know. That's really interesting because like once you stop being a kid like your your whole childhood is just the procession of basically anything interesting and weird being sort of beaten out of you by societal pressure right. you know you're right. like three years old and you're wacky and crazy and you're throwing paint at the wall and you're wearing whatever clothes you want and then by the time you're like 10 all of a sudden you're like really concerned about what the other kids in school are going to think of you right. Right. And it's interesting to see how you can kind of like set a kid up mentally to be able to survive that mm-hmm. with who they are intact yeah well i mean she didn't know that she was building me up to be famous and deal with scrutiny right so for me people deal with trauma and scrutiny and 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 this lifestyle in very different ways but for me i sleep like a baby at night like nothing bothers me because my whole life people talk shit about me they always said i was weird and different and you know, I would knock on my friend's door and their parents would be like, the weird girl from down the street is knocking on the door, you know? Really? It was just who I have always been. So to see comments and shit, it's just like, oh, it's everyday life for me, pretty much. I mean, you were very ahead of your time in that regard, and especially in the regard of like, it used to be a lot harder. Like people used to have to have a much more defined role in order to be famous. And with you, it's like everybody just accepts that you're a celebrity and that it doesn't really matter that music is not your primary thing or that you're not like a model in the traditional sense. But like now the world's really very much set up for that because yeah. any girl could, or you know, presumably any guy too, if any guys out there are interested, you could set up a OnlyFans and just sort of like, you know, it doesn't have to be sexual in nature, which is another cool thing that I keep seeing on OnlyFans is that people are finding more and more ways to just like share more of themselves than they're willing to give away for free on YouTube and Instagram and sort of create a a living off of that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I I definitely came out at a time where um, it was, people blamed me for becoming famous. Mm. And I was like, how are you blaming me? Blame the consumer. I'm not doing shit. I'm just in a relationship with someone at the time that I cared about. 
I didn't even say anything. I didn't do any interviews. I didn't do, do anything crazy to try to be famous. It just happened for me. So it's like, you want me to go back to Philly and fucking be a dancer again? Or do you want me to capitalize on what God put into my life, I guess? Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, the thing of it is, like, once you become famous, it doesn't really equate to money. Right. Like, you have this That's fame. On you. Yeah, you have this fame, and then it's like, okay, I have this fame. Like, how the fuck do I make money now? Right. Like, what do I do, you know? And it's funny because that, like, you got a lot of the hate that, you know, Paris Hilton got, that Kim Kardashian got, where it's like, we can't put them in a box of exactly what their value is to the world. Right. So somehow this is going to, like, enrage us as a community, which doesn't seem like it really happens that much. Like, I could think of a whole bunch of different girls who are popping in the rap industry who basically dated a rapper, built up their profile through that, and now they're a model, they're hosting clubs, they're maybe rapping on their own. There's, right. like, a ton of different girls that are floating around my head. There are examples of that. And no Nobody seems to really be that pressed about like how they got there or if they deserve this position that they're in. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, it was at a time where it just it, it, it wasn't happening for anyone. It, you know, and the thing with Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian is that they came from money. Like, you know, mm. Paris was like an heiress and like and I was like this. I grew up very poor in right. Philly. I was a dancer and then I started dating one of the most famous people in the world and they were mad at me for that. Mm. I'm just like, I don't, you should be happy. Right. You should be happy for me that I don't have to like, that I have an opportunity to have a better life, I guess. Definitely. It's interesting when you talk about the way that your mom raised you to be, you know, very, very confident and stuff, because that's the same shit that they always say about Kanye of that, you know, his parents really, or his mother really taught him that he could be whatever. And sometimes people try to use that as an explanation of why he's sort of, you know, gotten into this mental space that we see him in where he clearly thinks that he's sort of above having to fit into almost any societal conventions, like with the whole him running for president, but not really being actually registered to run for president or, or whatnot. Um, do you think that being around him, that you sort of soaked up some of that energy of really starting to believe that you no. were capable? It didn't really matter. I didn't soak up anything from him. I'm me and him are two very different people. Really? I'm a compassionate person. I have empathy. I'm a good person. That's why people love me. That's why anybody I've ever dated always loved me. They never you can't really mention anyone that says anything really bad about me except for him because I got away. Right. Like I'm not like him at all. Right. I didn't get anything from him. But did he, he didn't teach you anything about like how to be a celebrity or how no. you could sort of like just become whatever it is you wanted to be. So do you not really have a lot of respect for the way that he's been carrying himself in the media and stuff the past couple of years? I mean, I'm indifferent. I don't really care. I don't really think about him like that. For me, it's just some guy that I dated 10 years ago. Mm. You know, I don't feel a connection where I'm like, I, I'm concerned that's not my business. That's his wife's business, what he does. But for me, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not that person at all. Mm. Does the Trump support run you, rub you uh, one way or another? Rub me? I mean, I, like I said, I don't personally care what he does. Um, he's just an ex-boyfriend to me. But um, I could see why he loves Trump. <laughs> I, 
They're 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 twinsies. Right. They're literally the same person. Wow. What do you mean by that? Just the sort they're of narcissism. They're just the same the... person. There's things that Trump says, and I'm like, oh my god, that's Kanye. Like, that's that is him. Right. You know, so he probably he probably sees himself in Trump, and that's why he supports him. I'm assuming. Yeah, that definitely seems like the case. Yeah. Because it doesn't really seem like he's all that aware or concerned about Trump's like plan for the the country i think it just more relates to him on like well, a personality level the fact that trump level. uses white supremacy to uh, to fucking get what he has to say across to people is i don't know as a person of color it bothers me right but i don't know to each his own definitely um yeah i mean i guess that is true that we haven't really seen anybody really have anything all that negative to say about you so like in a public situation like obviously there's always gonna be people hating and stuff but in terms of people that you've been really involved with so when he's had negative things to say about you in the past does that really kind of stand out to you as like oh wow like that's an example of somebody who's has negative things to say about me that might be disconnected from the average person who deals with me's reality let me ask you a question sure you're famous for 10 years mm-hmm. you date a whole bunch of girls Everyone has nice things to say about you, but one person that obviously has a problem with everybody Mm. has something negative to say about you. I mean, I don't know. You can, like, do the math at that point. Like, it's just, I I don't know. And even at that time, it came off as slut-shamey, like... You know, the idea that you, you know, because of you maybe being a dancer or whatever, or because maybe he thinks that the woman he's with now is of like a higher social status or something. But it was like an implication that you were like dirty in some way, which really stood out as like a weird thing to throw on somebody well, that you shared so much with. do, right? So like you share two years with some, someone, you take them around the world, you buy them all the jewelry, you shout out to the world how much you love them and how much fun you have with this person. And then the person decides that this isn't what they want their life to be. I opted out. I don't want my life to be like that. I'm not that type of person. And I don't know if I don't know if he says things to make his wife more comfortable. Um but to slut shame me and say you needed 30 showers, it's like, bro. Right. Took me around the world. Mm. Like, since when did you need 30 showers? Like, <laughs> I could see if it was like, you know, one night thing and you want to slut shame me. Okay. But right. it's like, you've, you've done a lot for me. You've done a lot for me. I'll, you know. Um, but that was ultimately your decision that you just realized this, you were never going to be happy or, or content in that environment. Yeah, it's just not my type of people. Right. It's not my, I like down to earth, cool people. I like compassionate people. I'm not vindictive. I've been offered book deals to talk about him and just mm. wild shit. I don't want to do, I don't want money from, from, from stuff like that. That's not good. Not all money is good money. That's not, I don't live my life like that. Right. It's just that, that that wouldn't make me happy to, even if somebody is like picking on me, which he has for 10 years, he has picked on me for 10, he has bullied me for 10 years. So is there more than what we might know of as the public? I mean, you, I don't, I think that if you looked up every time he has bullied me, maybe online, I haven't looked it up. I'm sure a lot of stuff will come up. Um, 
but I just I just move on. I'm happy. I have an amazing husband. I have two beautiful kids. He just called me a prostitute like at his uh, at his what's that babe? Sunday service. His rally, or, okay. his rally. He called me a prostitute and like 10 years later, just leave me alone. I don't bother you. I don't talk about you. I just I mean, obviously it comes up in interviews because it's a big part of why I'm famous. So right. I try to give good interviews by not shying away from that but at the same time it's like bro just leave me alone right i mean when you put it like that it really does seem pretty fucked up yeah and then i'm a woman like what you're bullying me just move on with your life and the weirdest part about it is that he had this period right before he became mr super christian conservative guy where he was like hosting the porn awards where he was you know doing all this different stuff where he was going to vixen and he was just being really involved with that and i mean from my perspective as somebody who does porn and is dating a porn star i thought that was great i was like this is really cool that he's like you know presenting sex work in a positive light and then to see him take such a radical turn backwards has just been sort of odd yeah, and then say he had to take 30 showers after. Right. Being, I, I don't know. It's just, and then his wife has like a porn, which I always thought, yeah, I always stood up for Kim. I always was like, it's like she had an ex-boyfriend that she loved at the time and they made a sex tape. Like, I don't know. It's right. just not a big deal to me. Like, there's definitely it been happens things, in life. <laughs> there's been things that he said that made it pretty obvious that he's still tormented to some degree by that tape existing. Oh, I don't know. Which I think is crazy. Because to me, like, I think it's amazing that she's famous and that that's a big part of the story. Why? Yeah, it's tight. Because who gives a fuck? Now we've gotten to see her be successful in all these other realms of business and stuff. Like, I mean, whatever your I entry mean, point into the sex. game is. People just fucking look into it. Like, it's just such a taboo thing. It's like, she was young. She loved somebody. She made a tape. It came out. And she capitalized off of it. Like, if, if you hate on that, I mean, it, you can't. Right. What it's was she supposed tight. to do? Stay, stay normal, and or I mean, not that she was ever really normal, but like, how could she no, not want to take advantage of that? Right, yeah. exactly. Right. Um, okay, but your current relationship, AE, tell us about what the difference is in terms of how you guys have such a strong bond and what exactly it is that that keeps you guys solid and that makes him the guy you want to spend your life with. Well, he's from Oakland. Okay. I'm from Philly. And I, we're both hometown, down home people. Right. We still have those roots where, where you know, we barbecue with the kids, and mm. we, we're just not. Um, we don't let all this shit get to us. You mm. know what I'm saying? He's, um, like I said earlier in the interview, he's very, very supportive. Um, he obviously knows what type of interview you conduct and he's here supporting me and you know um i'm willing to answer questions and and um give you a good interview you know and he doesn't care about that shit like he knows that my heart is with him and we love our children and he treats sebastian like his own and that's what initially made me really love him because really? yeah my son fell in love with him and um it was just like, he just wanted, where's AE? Where's AE? I want to play with AE. Like, where's he at? And he just, and so I knew when I had a baby with him, he was just going to be a really good dad and mm. a good person. That's amazing. Yeah. Because yeah. Bash is like, I was looking at Instagram. It's like a whole dude all of a sudden. How old is he? <laughs> no, he's seven. Seven. Looking like a whole man. I yeah, couldn't believe it. Yeah, but he's it. like 
four foot five. Like he's he's really tall for a seven year old. He's like in the ninety ninth percentile. So he'll probably be like six five. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. It's dope, honestly, to see you in a relationship because I feel like a lot or a relationship like this because I feel like so many people basically like get rich and famous and then their their whole life is like a rush to try to live up to that to try to you know basically only do things that put them in that category and I just like don't get that and like you know when I got to the point where I started getting money and I really started trying out like you know dressing in nicer clothes or buying more expensive shit and everything like that and I just ultimately didn't really find that much happiness in that whereas I would say that my raw experiences of hanging out with people that I'm actually really friends with and doing things that I would do before I got to any sort of level of status is you know it's just infinitely more enjoyable 100% right that's exactly how I feel definitely yep so when you go back to Philly and stuff do you go back no you don't care at all nope no relationship to it no no care that's how I feel about New Hampshire where I'm from as well yeah I can hear that nope I nope (laughs) Nope. Nothing. There's no like part of you that wants to go and nope. support the 14 year old girls that love you no, from Philly or something. No, 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 no. Philly has done nothing for me but scrutinize me and fucking listen. It's a, it's an ignorant statement for me to say a whole land mass of people right. are not good. So I I'm not gonna say that. I'm just saying my experience with my hometown where I'm from has not been the greatest. I know I do have a lot of fans and supporters out there and I love you guys. Um, but for me to be in Philly, I don't know. It's just, it's just they were never nice to me. Mm. They were just never nice. And, the, and a lot of people say that. They'll be like, sometimes where you're from, they're the worst type of haters. Right. Your own hometown, they hate on you the most. So, And especially on the East Coast, a lot of people on the East Coast, I feel like, have been much slower to sort of, like, understand how people were going to become celebrities going into the, the future and stuff. Because right. I feel that way about, like, everybody I've seen sort of blow up out of the East Coast. It's just a lot of times people just don't seem like they get it in the same way and right. just aren't really necessarily as supportive. Um, one thing that I think is so funny is the way that once my girl got pregnant, I just like got nonstop, never ending comments about like your kids are gonna be ashamed once they get old enough. They're gonna oh, be yeah, bullied in school. <laughs> right. Like I've gotten that exact comment maybe like a hundred thousand times throughout right. this pregnancy. So i I'm sure that you've heard that a shit. Congratulations, you you made it. Yeah, it's like a level because I'm sure everybody <laughs> else who's ever done anything naked on the internet gets the same thing. Right. What's your thought process when you read obviously you probably don't really think much of those comments but mm. how would you react if you were going to give them time the time of day oh if i was going to give them the time of day yeah oh, like what God. what would be your honest reaction to that if you did want to just sort of give a concise version of that i don't know i'll just say this i so my seven-year-old sebastian i talked to him about everything he knows that i was a stripper mm-hmm I have clear heels that they are not stripper heels, but I have, I have clear heels in my closet. And it's funny, a couple months ago, he brought them out into the living room. He said, mom, are these the ones you used to strip in? Are these the clear heels you used to strip in? Right. Cause he asked me, he's like, what do you do? And like, how, how do you do it? And I explained to him that, um, you know, especially in the digital age and phones and computers and kids and parents and older siblings, they all talk amongst themselves. And then my baby goes to school. Right. I just want him to have a heads up on everything. Uh-huh. And I just, I I tell him everything. 
um, in a way where he can fully understand. You know, I don't give him like, I don't say like, oh, well, lap dances go like this. Right. Obviously, he's fucking seven. But um, I let him know that the the human body is a human body. And for women, we are able to own our body and men should not police what we do with our bodies. Mm. And um, that's how mommy made her money. And that's it. Yeah, like all these people who have this like internalized shame about how women should behave themselves or men too. It's just like the idea that your kids are going to just naturally have that same belief about how a woman should, you know, be uh, revealing herself publicly or whatever. It's like that you grew up with that mentality. And I understand because I guess I did, too. You know, I remember being a kid and like finding a, a copy of Vanity Fair with Demi Moore naked on the cover. And I just didn't understand. I was maybe like six and I really thought my mom was a lesbian and I was freaking out for like mm -hmm. a period of time because I just didn't understand. I feel like that's the challenge is to raise your kids so that they have like a better understanding of that kind of thing so that they won't at some point get freaked out. I can imagine if you raised your kid his whole life without ever knowing anything about what you had done and then all of a sudden some kid in school is like, your mom used to be a stripper or whatever, then I could understand the yeah, kid being... Yeah, that's fucked up. I'm not doing that to my kids. I'm, right. They're going to know everything. Mm. Period. They're going to know everything. And um, yeah, it's kind of like, you know... They're going to go in knowing that kids will say that and they're going to already have the comeback and the answer and they're going to know how to protect themselves from that. Mm. Have you ever had the conversation with your kids like, you know, you might not love the fact that mommy used to be a stripper, but you see this big house you live in. Well, it was all part of the plan. You can't have one without no, the other. No, I'm like, you're going to love the fact that I was a stripper because you weren't even thought of. So <laughs> don't even ask me nothing crazy. That's true. <laughs> I mean, you could have a, the conversation with them like, you might not have been ranked as highly in the genetic, you know, lottery if, you know, if I, basically if I hadn't made a bunch of money doing this, then I might have been having sex with much lower caliber guys. <laughs> and then your genetics might not be as good. You know, we might still be in Philly and your dad might be a bus driver. Oh, and my goodness. I'm not trying to put that on you. That's but, funny. Um, <laughs> do you do you feel like you get a lot less of like the paparazzi bullshit than you used to or is that still like a presence in your life i watched a bunch oh, of paparazzi no. videos uh, in the lead up to this no i just don't go out as much mm. but when i go out it's it it's, still happens it's real yeah right. it's definitely real yeah i saw a video of you going into a bodega and or like a, a liquor store and mm -hmm. it was titled amber rose flaunts massive cleavage stopping for fast food and watching that made me feel so bad for you in terms of just dealing with that especially because the filmer was really creepy and it kept calling you beautiful yeah and it was just super weird um i don't know do you think that there should be laws against like being able to just follow people around and harass them like that yes 100 percent. right yeah um i mean look at princess diana she like died because of paparazzi right. trying to get away from them um yeah, you have no privacy. You know, it's it's really unfortunate because I mean, obviously I'm in a relationship now, but when I would like be single and like kind of date guys or like want to go out to dinner, I couldn't do that. Mm. I would be like, hey, you know, are you coming to my house or am I coming to your house? Even if it like wasn't sex or anything, just to get to know the person. Mm. You can't really go out and have coffee with somebody because then the next day it's like Amber's dating this guy or Amber's dating that that guy. And I'm like, I just fucking met him. I'm not dating him. We had coffee, you know, mm. and then you got to go and explain like this isn't my new boyfriend. I'm not dating him. We're not doing nothing. We're just getting to know each other. So 
then you would have to like invite people to your house and like sit on you know the front porch or whatever or the backyard and kind of get to know people i guess and that feels weird too because it's like like normal people dating you typically don't like meet up at your house exactly first time for safety reasons well that's why i felt like i can only date famous guys um because i was so scared to date like a regular guy because i'm like what if he steals from me? What if he takes a picture while I'm sleeping? What if he like sells a story? I don't know. I felt like I needed to date people that had something to lose like me. Right. So inviting somebody that's famous to my house rather than the guy that works at Starbucks, you just you have a you just feel more safe. I right. Guess. How does he rank on that spectrum? How'd you guys actually meet? We met at the BET Awards. Oh, OK, because he's super in the industry, but he's not. And that's, mega uh, that's what too, I right? love about him, that he's not mega famous, but he's still like... He understands how these people move and right. what the concerns would be. Right, right. right. You know, so, um, yeah, I love that about him because it's not... He doesn't have an ego. It's not, it's not like my other relationships. Right. It's just it's much, much easier. Definitely. Yeah. Because he, he worked with Pop Smoke. Did you ever meet Pop? Uh, we love Pop. We were so sad when he passed. Right. He was actually coming to our house the next day because he wanted me to do his hair. Really? Yes. You were going to do Pop Smoke's hair. What did you have in mind? He wanted to do, he wanted to dye it blue. Oh, wow. Yeah. He wanted to dye it blue and I had got all this stuff for him because he was going to come over and my husband was going to go to the studio that night. Wow. His house. Well, yeah, he was going to go to the studio and then his house that night. And it's funny because a couple of days before that, Alex was like, I was like, babe, I feel like you're working a lot. Like we need to, I'm that type of person. We need mm. to like spend quality time together. He was like, okay, any day you really want me to stay home with you, I'll stay. As long as you say, yo, this is a deal breaker. You got to stay home with me. And that night I said it. That night I was like, honey, I really want you home. I want to watch a movie with you. I want to get some snacks and like lay in the bed and watch a movie. He was like, fine, I'm going to stay home with you. Right. That was the night Pop died. Wow. He would have been at the house. Like, That's God terrifying. forbid. I know. Wow. I thank God every day. But yeah, but Pop, I mean, he was a good person. Like, right. He was a sweetheart. He was a good kid. He was fucking 19 years old. Right. Yeah. I know. That, was, that one's such a tragedy. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's so hard to make sense of it or, like, figure out what the lesson should be. You know, I've had friends who, like, died from drug overdoses, and it's kind of like, Same. well, I hope that, you know, some of my other friends will take note of this and stop fucking around with drugs like that. But with the pop thing, it's like, what, what's just the lesson to be learned? It's just, just pure human cruelty and right. just not giving a fuck about other people. Right. Yep. No, it's so sad. Um, the first time I ever met you, actually, was backstage at Juice World show. And I just remember, really? yeah, and I just remember you seeming like so fascinated. Like you had actually really gone out of your way to meet him because you were so interested in, in him. I tell my husband that all the time. I, it was Pop Smoke was probably the last and then Juice World before that was when I really was like, I'm obsessed. Right. Like I was obsessed with Juice World. I just, I used to tell him all the time and like we used to text all the time and he's just a lover. He loved his girlfriend so much crazy and he would be like amber what ring should i get her like and he would send me pictures like should i get this one should i get this bracelet first should i do this and i would kind of walk him through it because you know i have boys i kind of looked at him as like another 
son. He was kind definitely of. a big kid. He, yeah. Like the kid part of him just oozed through so much, even as you were seeing him grow up. Yeah. More yeah. than very few, very few people I can think of that would have that same combination of like being insanely talented and blowing up and becoming incredibly successful. And then mm -hmm. also just straight up seeming like a, a kid. Yeah. And having that energy. Um, yeah, like the way that he used to bring his girl out on stage, like almost every night. And like mm -hmm. I was there a couple of times seeing her just like in pajamas. Like, right. And he's like dragging her on stage and like just singing to her and stuff. It was just, I mean, I hadn't, I've very rarely in my life have I seen artists do that like that. It was pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah he was a good kid. Definitely. Yeah. Um, you got, you ever talked to 21 anymore or what's the nature of that? No. No, that's 100% over. Yes. Right. I mean, I have a whole baby and a whole man. Right, but I mean, you're friends with some some guys you used no, to I'm date, not, right? No, I'm not friends with no, anyone. No, nothing. No, really? I don't believe in that. I don't need friends. You don't think it works out in the long run to stay friends with somebody you dated? Not for me, no. Okay. I'm I'm really, like, I'm a real loyal bitch. Right. Like, I'm a real down-home loyal bitch. So when I move on and I'm I love somebody else, there I don't need friends from my past. I don't need that shit. Like, I don't. I don't play those games. Are you the one who told him to hold the sign that says, I'm a hoe? That was a viral moment that we all <laughs> loved. No, actually, he, he that's what he wanted to do. And okay. I think that's the, I think that was ultimately the demise of our relationship. Really? You think that's where it started? <laughs> yeah, I think so. In what way? Like, like, I think that he was being very supportive and he was like, man, I should hold a sign that says, I'm a hoe too. <sighs> And I was like, that would be really great for feminism. Like, slut walk, you know, you're a rapper and like... Um, Just admit it. We all black, know you're a hoe. Well, black men are always looked at to be very hyper-masculine. And I think this would be a great moment. He's like, yo, I'm down. So I got the sign made and everything. And he held it up. And then after that, I think, I think the internet just went in on him too much. And it was just not... It wasn't good after that. Wow. That's so crazy. Yeah. I feel like he's somebody who really, like, I mean, did you get to see a softer side of him? Because, like, when I listen to his album and stuff, he sort of describes himself as basically being incapable of having a serious relationship. And I'm not sure to what extent that's the reality. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, I've seen a very soft side of him, but um, he, um, I think that he's scared to be loved mm. i think he deal he has his own trauma you know his own shit with him um but he's definitely he he's definitely not like i don't know i mean i wouldn't have, i wouldn't have been with him for a year i was with him for like a year i wouldn't have been with him for a year if he was just right. not loving <laughs> the at version all. you see all on a lot of his yeah albums, i wouldn't yeah. have i wouldn't have stayed that long you know definitely yeah. Wasn't there a thing, though, where you, like, went and, like, slept in the house that he grew up in? Or, like, you guys went there and there was this, like, bizarre sort of photo op of, of you guys together in that environment? Or am no. I tripping? No, that didn't happen? That never happened. No, okay. <laughs> I'm making it up. <laughs> um, okay. What, uh, yeah, so the OnlyFans is, like, a big thing that you're super focused on right now. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, motherhood is going amazingly. Um is there anything else that you have sort of planned for the world around you? Or are you sort of just focused on? I do. I have a lot of stuff that I'm working on. And I was kind of like, I didn't know if I should come now because I do have other stuff coming out. But maybe I'll just come back and we'll do another interview. Oh, let's do it. Um, but yeah, I can't really talk about that stuff. But it's huge. Really? Huge, huge. 
interesting. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff that you could do in terms of like, I'm sure you have book deal offers, TV offers, documentary type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All that. All that cool stuff. Interesting. Yeah. I got some cool, cool stuff coming out. Very exciting. Yeah. Everybody always wants to talk about the forehead tattoo, but I don't know what I would really ask about it because I get it. You know, it's a certain point where you just want to. I mean, like, what could you possibly care about more than your kids that you would want to give them some prime <laughs> tattoo real estate, right? Yeah. And then I was sick of people asking me, like, are you Amber Rose? <laughs> right. Rose. You get asked that a lot. That's interesting that that doesn't just run out at some point when it's you so, so obviously weird. It's are like Amber I'm, Rose. Yes, it's me. Right. It's me. Yeah. But <laughs> I think it's so cool that like girls all over the world, you know, shave their head, dyed it blonde and like wore shades or wear shades and they love me. Like I, I a lot of girls hit me up all the time on Instagram. They literally, I I have to look to see if it's, I'm like, who took this picture of me? And it's not me, it's them. Really? Yeah. Does that mean a shitload to you to be able to just inspire the younger generation of girls who are sort of in a similar position to where you were before you blew up? Yeah, of course. You know, I mean, look, there's enough money for everybody. Mm. There's enough work for everybody. You know, we don't have to be stingy. I don't feel like I'm, you know... I believe that this is my look. I've, I've, you know, I gave this to my generation. Mm. You know what I mean? There's, there's, um, what's her name? Sinead O'Connor, I guess, before me and Eve, you know, Sorry, before Eve. me. But for my generation, this is my look. This is me. I gave this to these girls. So Definitely. that's tight. That's amazing. Uh, I really appreciate you giving me the interview and stuff as Incredible getting to learn about you. I've been such a fan for such a long time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, might have to be hitting you up for some baby advice when she pops out. I don't know who else we would ask. Um, I'll send you a whole bunch of shit. Okay. I'm telling just don't. I mean, I'm sure you guys already did it because she's doing Monday. I would say don't buy a lot of shit. Right. Just don't buy a bunch of onesies. Don't, you're going to waste your money, bro. And I'm like, I, in my relationship, I'm the responsible one. I'm the one that's like, mm. I literally took like two years off because I'm really good with money. Like, I don't even, I, I save my money. I don't spend frivolously. I'm telling you, save your money. Don't get anything crazy for this baby. Yeah. She doesn't need it. That's what people keep giving us is just more and more clothes. And it's like. We already well, good. Had, Let like, them the, give them to you. Yeah, we already, but we already have like her closet. Like when I'm looking at it, I'm like, I, this is how I imagine like Steve Jobs' closet laid out. It's got like ten <laughs> of everything, perfect amount. Like she just didn't want to get too much, so it's just the perfect amount. But then people keep giving us more and more shit. I'm like, okay, this is how the drip. Well, is you gotta start. think if you're getting newborn size, right? Right. Or uh, within two weeks, she's gonna be in like three to six months. Yeah. So all those clothes you have to give away. And then three to six months is like when she's three months, she might already be in six to 12 months. Right. Because babies nowadays are much bigger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it depends on what she's eating when she's pregnant. I mean, kids grow fat, all the hormones and chicken. And I mean, my kids like slashes in a, a 2T and he just turned one. Right. He's in it for a two year old. So don't buy a lot of stuff. I'm gonna give her. I'm gonna give her all the formula that you know. If she can't breastfeed after a while, because it's fucking hard. Um, 
I'll, I'll give you guys everything. I'll text. I'll text you. I have your number. Sick. Hell yeah. yeah. I got you. I'm tapped in. <laughs> Mothering classes going down. <laughs> um, thank you so much. Appreciate yeah, it for thank real. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Thank you, Amber Rose. Check us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff. Like, comment, subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support. I'm getting all these scam calls. Same. I know it's the fucking election stuff, too. God, so I hate weird. these people. Peace. <laughs>